that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Cooper Mountain community, welcome back to CougarCast, a podcast written and recorded by Mr. Lewis's fifth grade class. In this week's episode, the students will present part one of a Martin Luther King Jr. special. In part one, we'll focus on the life of Martin Luther King Jr. Let's first hear about his childhood. Thanks, Mr. Lewis. Today, I have two guests named Fred and Bobby a.k.a. Ava and Caitlin, who will be answering some questions about Martin Luther King Jr. Question number one goes to Fred. When was Martin Luther King Jr. born? Thanks, Maya. I'm Fred, a.k.a. Ava. Martin Luther King Jr. was born on January 15, 1929. They called him ML for short. He was born in Atlanta, Georgia. In this time, people were segregated, meaning they were separated or treated differently depending on their gender, religion, or color of their skin. Very good, Fred. Question two. Who lived with Martin when he was growing up? M.L. lived with his parents, Michael King Sr. and Alberta Williams. He was the middle of three children. The oldest was Christine, and the youngest was Alfred Daniel. They called him A.D. for short. Martin also lived with his grandparents and his Aunt Ida. Good answer, Fred. Question number three goes to Bobby. How did Martin Luther King do in high school? Hello, I'm Bobby, a.k.a. Caitlin, and Martin Luther King... Jr. graduated high school when he was 15. Also, he skipped both 9th and 12th grades. Wow, he must have been really smart. Now for question 4. Did he go to any other schools after high school? Yes, he went to Morehouse College in Atlanta. He graduated from Morehouse in 1948. He then entered Crozar Technological to earn his divinity degree. In 1955, he graduated at Boston University, where he earned his Ph.D. in theology. That's impressive that he went to that many schools. Question number five. Did M.L. ever make a family of his own? M.L. did make his own family. In 1953, he married Korea Scotts. Later on, they had four children, Yoland, Dexter, Martin, and Bernice. Good for him. Thanks for coming in, guys. Our next segment will be the Jim Crow Laws, starting with Edda. Hi, I'm Edda Chakravorty, and I'm here today with Karen Abatita to tell you about the Jim Crow Laws. First up is Karen. Hi, I'm Karen, and have you ever wondered who Jim Crow was? Well, I can tell you who he was. He was a made-up character used to abuse African Americans in a play, and he was created by Thomas Dirt Math Rice, and ever since, after the Civil War, the Jim Crow Laws were created. Back to you, Edda. Thanks, Karen. That was great. Next up is Petita. Thanks, Edda. Jim Crow laws started in the 1880s into the 1960s. A majority of American states enforced segregation through Jim Crow laws. Here are some examples of where Supreme Court in 1896, Lucy v. Ferguson, segregated colored races and white people. Here are some examples. Railways and streetcars, public waiting rooms, restaurants, boarding houses, theaters, public parks, schools, hospitals, and other public places. Thanks, Petita. That was great. I'm glad that Jim Crow's don't exist today. That would be terrible. Next up is Tyler, Sierra, and Sean with the bus boycott. 
Hi, this is Tyler, and my group and I will be talking about Rosa Parks and the bus boycott. Now to Sierra with Rosa Parks. The bus boycott started with Rosa Parks, a woman that was tired from working and was glad to find an empty seat, then got arrested on December 1st, 1955 for not giving up her seat to a white man. This made African Americans angry. They did not like having to ride in segregated buses. Martin Luther King Jr. came up with the bus boycott. Now to Cheyenne. Thanks, Sierra. Martin Luther King Jr. heard the start of the bus boycott, which means refusal to use something, when people wanted to use his church to plan the boycott. After a few days, Martin took over and led the bus boycott. In trying to change the law, African Americans would walk, use taxis, or gave each other car rides, but did not ride the bus. Now to Tyler. Thanks, Cheyenne. The bus boycott lasted from December 5, 1955 to December 20, 1956. That is almost 13 months. After the 13 months, the Supreme Court changed the law so that African-American bus segregation is banned. Next, you will be hearing from Hayden. Thank you, Tyler. That was great. After that long year of boycotting, the Supreme Court finally ruled that there would be no more segregation on buses, along with other similar segregation laws. Now Hayden B. with some more details. Thanks, Aiden Lumen. The people who represented this are Thurgood Marshall, Robert L. Carter, Fred D. Gray, and Charles D. Lanford. Not everyone approved. Jack Owens, president of Alabama Public Services, declared that segregation must be maintained to keep down violence and bloodshed. Luther Ingalls, leader to pro-segregation, predicted any attempts to try to stop this action will lead to a riot and bloodshed. It was issued by three judge panels. It was official rule by Richard Rives. Now to Alex with a speech. King released the following statement ending the boycott. The year-old protest against city buses is officially called off, and the near Negro citizens of Montgomery are urged to return to the buses tomorrow morning on a non-segregated basis. Now to you, Hayden Al. The Supreme Court ruling of 1956 was proof that they won a big battle, but not the war. Now here's Ari with the March on Washington. Thanks, Alex. It's Kiri here with my favorite reporters, Taylor and Ari, to inform you about the March on Washington. Now here's Taylor with the first part of our segment. Over 250,000 people attended the march, which took place August 28, 1963, in Washington, D.C. Now here's Ari. Hi, my name's Ari, and we're here to inform you about Martin Luther King Jr.'s March on Washington. It was the largest demonstration the nation has ever seen. During the march, Martin Luther King Jr. gave the famous I Have a Dream speech that we were going to hear more about a little bit later. Another interesting fact is that it was one of the first ever televised events. It showed how much people wanted the laws to change. Next is Kiri. Take it away. President Kennedy even tried to warn people not to go. That didn't stop them. Some were harassed and others were jailed. Martin Luther King Jr. was jailed at one point, but this did not happen during the march. Thank goodness, or his speech would have not been there. Now is Katie, Sarah, and Hannah with the I Have a Dream speech. Hi, this is... Sarah, Katie, and Hannah, and we're going to tell you about the I Have a Dream speech. Hi, my name is Hannah. I'll be starting this segment. 
Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. led his protesters to the Lincoln Memorial on the National Mall to hear one of the most memorable speeches of their lives delivered by Martin himself. Aloha, how you doing? This is Sarah. I'm going to read you a little bit of his speech. Here we go. I have a dream this afternoon that my four children will not come up within the same young days that I came up within, but they will be judged on the basis of the content of their character, not the color of their skin. How is that for a speech? The speech lasted for roughly about 17 minutes and changed the laws as we know it. Now to you, Katie. Bonjour, my name is Katie, and today I'm going to tell you about Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. made his speech to give a point that colored people and white people should be treated equally. About 300,000 people came to watch Martin give his speech at Lincoln Memorial on August 28, 1963. Now to Alba and Truck. With, with jail letters. letters. Hi, this is Alba Intrup, and today we will be talking about letters from Birmingham jail that Martin Luther King Jr. wrote. Now we will be hearing facts from Truck. Thank you, Alba. The King, also known as Martin Luther King Jr., had been arrested at Birmingham jail and had wrote a letter. Martin Luther King Jr. was put in jail when he was 34 and was in jail for 11 days. In the letter it said, Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Now back to Alba. Thank you, Chuck. If you were wondering why Martin Luther King Jr. was put in jail, it was because he was protesting that individuals had the right to disobey laws such as open counters, lunch rooms, drinking fountains, and drinking fountains for African Americans. Thank you, Alba. Now we'll be hearing from Aiden K. Caleb, Isaac, and Isaac about the Nobel Peace Prize. Thanks, and here's a little bit more about Martin Luther King Jr. and how he won his Nobel Peace Prize. Here's Caleb with a couple of interesting facts. Take it away, Caleb. Thanks, Aiden. Martin Luther King Jr. was the second youngest person ever to win the Nobel Peace Prize at age 35. He donated all of the prize money to the Civil Rights Movement. That's $54,123, people. That's a lot. He accepted the prize on December 10, 1964 in Oslo, Norway, and is still known today as a figure of peace. Back to you, Aiden. Great stuff, Caleb, and now to our other producer, Isaac, with more great facts. Thanks, Aiden. Did you know that when Martin Luther King Jr. won his Nobel Peace Prize, he actually didn't know at first? And when he was told, he thought he was dreaming. It was most likely his peaceful protest that secured the prize for him, though his I Have a Dream speech might have been effective too. Back to you, Aiden. And that was the end of this segment. Stay tuned for the, our next segment. Now to the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Hi, my name is Gosai, and I am joined with Cooper and James. This segment will inform you about the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Civil Rights Movement. Now to Cooper, who will be talking about the Civil Rights Movement. Thanks, Gosai. The Civil Rights Movement started with a bus boycott in 1955. This law protects African Americans. It is one of the nation's strongest civil rights. This act lets African Americans vote, use the same hotels as Caucasians, also known as whites, the same restaurant as Caucasians, the same bathrooms as Caucasians. Now back to Gosai. Thanks, Cooper. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 was an unforgettable moment that freed African Americans from segregation. Segregation means to separate a race or a religion. The Civil Rights Act did lots of good things. 
the Civil Rights Act of 1964 outlawed segregated bathrooms, segregated hotels, segregated drinking fountains, and many more. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 also outlawed based on race, religion, and gender. And now to James with the conclusion. Thanks, Gosai. Now you know a few facts about the Civil Rights Act. Now to Sophia, who will talk about the Voting Rights Act. Thank you, James. Now Brian and Lexi will tell you about the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Thank you, Sophia. Before the Voting Rights Act was law, life for the African Americans was difficult. There was a century of deliberate violence and discrimination. The white people also shut out citizens with limited fluency in English. Now back to you, Sophia. Good job, Brian. Now on to Lexi with how the law changed things. Thank you, Sophia. On August 6, 1965, President Lyndon Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act and passed it as a law. After it became law, life for African Americans became a little bit easier, and the act was held up as the most effective civil rights law ever enacted. Now back to you, Sophia. Thank you to both of you. Now on to Gio with the assassination. Hi, my name is Giovanni, and I am going to talk about who killed Martin Luther King Jr. James Earl Wright was the person who killed Martin Luther King Jr. Did you know he shot Martin Luther King Jr. with a bullet? James Earl Wright killed six more people till he was caught in London. Up next is... Letitia. Hi, my name is Letitia, and I'm going to talk about where Martha Luther King Jr. was killed. He was standing on his hotel balcony in Memphis, Tennessee on April 4, 1968, where he was shot in the neck. He was rushed to the hospital but soon died. Next up is Matthew. Thanks, Letitia. Hi, I'm Matthew. Now I will tell you how Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated when he was on his hotel balcony when he was protesting about sanitation workers with low wages and bad work conditions when he was shot by James Earl Ray. Soon after, many cities broke into a riot because they lost their greatest black leader. And that is part one of the Martin Luther King Jr. podcast. There you have it, Cooper Mountain. Some wonderful information about the life of Martin Luther King Jr. Remember that on Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, and so please get out and find a way to help serve your community in a way that would honor his life and legacy. Also, please tune in next week for a follow-up, The Legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. Have a great weekend.